0: Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Divers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah. So make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com. In this episode of Conversations with a Shaman, I ask about touching the earth. I recall on a spirit quest I went on with Coyote Thunderhawk. Hawk asked everyone, when was the last time they were on their hands and knees touching and smelling the earth? I ask, why is touching the earth important? Enjoy. Well,
1: it's, I'll start with this. It's It's that electromagnetic energy. It's, it's the, it's, our electromagnetic energy needing and wanting to be fused with the mag- electromagnetic energy of Mother Earth in that way. So so when we, and the way that we live in in most cases around the world in a modernized uh, lifestyle are, are, and what I observe through social media currently in our time frame is that many people are very busy and not touching the earth. Like you mentioned how even at work lately, you've been about every two hours going out, taking your shoes off and walking on the grass, just f- wanting to feel that connection and take that, that static out of, of, of you that, that, uh, uh, static's the only word I can say it right there, I suppose. So, Get that static out and neutralize the the energy fields, you know, like that. So, so touching the earth. Well, and then you know, there's there's the, what I see a lot on social media, and it's kind of cool. But you know, a lot of people are really hitting adventure pretty hard these days. Wow, <laughs> I'm seeing things in, where people are setting up these these, uh, little stretchy lines where you jump off and you go down and bungee cord kind of stuff and all place in places got just all kinds of things, you know, of, of the adrenaline junkie kind of a, of a Mm -hmm. theme. And it's, it's very, very fast paced. It's, it's very, very got to see everywhere in the world and post it. And so there's that Adventurous kind of yes, I'm out there and I'm touching the earth, but touching it, how is your heart linking at the same time that you're hitting that paddle as you're checking your GoPro? As you're okay, (laughs) so how available are you to spirit in the essence of your availability to? Getting that next adventure posted. There's a real loss. Almost more so that way when you're out there and you're bypassing Mother Earth when you're all over her. It's kind of disrespectful in that way. So all you that are out there real busy, you know, make sure and take your times to to calm. Because obviously you're out there because you love Mother Earth. And you love the beauty, but maybe don't be so excited to show anybody and just do some real inner secluded time and record it on your own petroglyphs in your heart like that. And for those who feel so busy they can't get out, well, if you can get out and walk on the grass on a break at work, then do that. If you're sitting there behind the TV screen or scrolling on your phone, pause set down the phone turn off the tv go outside and take your shoes and socks off and walk on the earth if you're near dirt dig up that dirt see in the sweat lodges in the places where uh, you go to connect to the spirit and to the earth and when it gets so hot in these these sweat lodges the earth when you dig in can provide such a cool, fresh breath of relief almost when it seems like all that steam from the hot rocks and and everything is sucking away all the oxygen. So it's almost like, oh, you know, I'm trying to... So it's that subjecting the body to the mind, the mind to the spirit, the spirit to God. And by what I've mentioned always, when we get... Wounded in life, and we're hurting deeply, and we kind of fall upon the ground and we gesture ourselves upon this Mother Earth and we cry out, reaching up, saying, Oh, God, help me. And sometimes people that have said those things have even claimed to be atheists. And yet, in those times when we are at our most stretching moments of our existence, sometimes it's that we are being lent favor from the earth and the spirit so that we can call upon them because who else can we call upon in that time and say, oh, as we fall to the earth and our tears drain out and we're reaching up saying, oh, God, help me, please, through this. So these trying times when they seem to bleed us, And we nurture ourselves. And it's like that we're being called. They're kind of compelling, in a sense, us to reconnect. And then when we can shed those tears and we can, (sighs) and we somehow, after our shedding of tears and our reaching out, can feel a calm. And then it's real important not to go down the same path that gets you to that place. You want to be able to learn then how to fill that with happiness and joy, even though sometimes the beauty is so much. you still at a beautiful sunset and at a beautiful moment when you hear a child say, that is so pretty, you might have a tear run down your cheek. So we get all these ways to to come to how we touch the earth, but no matter what, we live in the wilderness, We've just beautified it with houses and buildings. No matter what, we are upon her. And she knows us. And we need to know her. And if we know her not, we may not have access to her great nurturing qualities as easily when times are trying. And same with our Father. If we do not understand the way that He can quake our souls with truth and essence of the life force. We might not recognize that when we're being called to greatness. So it's important to stay connected. Find ways every day to somehow touch the earth. So even like when I go out, you know, and I don't go out every single morning and gather my mullen flowers, you know, but I'm doing something. I might be out back just standing there looking at the sky. I might be, you know, in my garage. I might be, You know, on a walk, I might be in my house stretching, Uh, you know, who knows? But through our daily activities, lend favor to a thought and a comment that says, This earth is so beautiful. Even if you're going through something like when we're having a drought and we call upon and we say, Hey, God, we need rain. Oh, help us. We need rain. It's dry. We're thirsty. Oh, here's some rain. Oh, we didn't mean that much. <laughs> oh, that's too much. Oh, oh, our houses are flooded. Oh, you know, but let's yeah. let's get all that correct. Let's be like, you know, we need rain. And when it comes, no matter how much we get, I know sometimes that might be trying. But somehow we have to lend the gratitude because we're getting what we're asking for. And if we're not giving thanks for it and we're confusing what we're asking and getting, it's going to be a life of confusion and a life of no deliberate going towards, no goal in mind, no location to get to, no going from point A to point B. And that leaves someone stagnant And when we're stagnant, then we somehow start to reduce. And as we reduce and we smolder in that stagnation, we lose our souls. Mm. We give it away to the other energy fields in some way, and we are then hosted upon by whatever we have subjected ourselves to because, and it might be misery, it might be depression, it might be a, 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 an array of things, but we lend ourselves to those, and that's not good. When we touch the earth and we're like, oh, you're so beautiful, so when you, even if you mow the lawn, and you're like, oh, I hate mowing the lawn, just reach down and, and touch that grass and say, thank you, Mother Earth, because, you know, this, this grass gives off this oxygen, and, and we need it, so. Thank you. You know, when you slip on some moss, they say thanks, because I learned the other day that the the moss, uh, if correct, apparently produces more oxygen than trees. And so, you know, as we work through our looking through the scope of our future right now, and we're looking at the longevity of our species and other species upon this planet, I think that touch the earth should be a really important theme it will cause you to change your habits and come closer to her and live in a way that is more conducive to those ways. Yeah.
0: I wanted to add, not promoting anything, um, but I've been honored and so blessed to go on my own spirit quest and, and have some time with you in the wilderness. And there's one thing, I'll use an example. When I went to a national park in Arizona, it was fun. It was a great time, but that's just what it was. Spirit Quest changed my life, and there is that, kind of like that, what you were saying, the fast-paced lifestyle, you know, having fun and all that. Spirit Quest, for me, it's like reviewing. It's like the opposite. Time slowed down, it seemed like for me. It was like, I and everything went really quiet, and there were some powerful experiences that I went on that happened, I mean and so i really wanted to to share that because it's yeah that the, the i think the slowing of time in nature alone things similar to spirit quest whatever i mean people can go have their own personal spirit quest <laughs> whatever you know it doesn't matter but that slowing down i think is is the thing the moments that you something for me it just changed my life that slowing down changed my life in the most positive way So I just wanted to add that.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you.
0: I would like to thank you for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye. And if you have a particular topic matter that you would like to hear, please send me a request at insidetheravenseye at gmail.com. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell, and we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.